Shalom, shalom, Boker Tov, and Kalimera. That's good morning in Greek. Kalimera. Yes, good morning, everyone. How nice that you are with us today for another broadcast of the Radio Rabbi program. Well, I am in on the island of Rhodes in Greece for two special bar and bat mitzvah celebrations. We have lots of listeners all around the world, and uh, I hope that uh, you're hearing us loud and clear. Uh, the island of Greece is very interesting, especially Rhodes, as we mentioned last week, and kind of did a little run-up to uh, to what, we'll be, what we will be doing here uh, on the island. The, um, the island of Rhodes uh, uh, features the oldest synagogue in all of Greece, built in 1577 and restored just recently. Absolutely beautiful. So good morning to all of our friends all over the world, our Christian friends on, the, on their way to service or coming home from the early one. And of course, our favorite producer, a mensch among mentions, that would be Mr. Bill. We're going to give you an honorable mention. Yuck, yuck. Good morning. <laughs> Hello. How are you? <laughs> well, it's, a, it's an honor as usual. Kalimari to you. Uh, well, it, ah, Kalimera, very good. Do you speak Greek, Mr. Hill? Nope, just one word, and I learned it today. Oh, very good. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for all you do. We certainly appreciate it, as we appreciate Steve at the Sarasota Watch Company, our brand-new sponsor, and we thank the Sarasota Watch Company for being a sponsor on this these brand-new broadcasts of the Radio Rabbi program. Today is Sunday. August 19th, 2018, on the Hebrew calendar. It is the eighth day in the Hebrew month of Elul in the year 5,778. These were coming to the end of the year, aren't we? Absolutely, the end of the year. And this week's uh, Torah portion is Kitetze. Is Kitetze if you are reading along in your uh, in your homash or in your in your Tanakh, the uh, Hebrew Bible. Uh, later on in the program, we're, it is the month of Elul, so we are going to sound the shofar for you, just as we did last week. And um, we say Mazel Tov to Emma and Caden, who came all the way to Greece to become Bat and Bar Mitzvah, respectively, right here in the show, uh, in the in the Shalom Synagogue. Well, we have a, a wonderful show lined up for you today. We have a special yard site that we're going to mention. We have Torah Talk and we have some good news from Israel, too. So let's get started. Well, I think it would be appropriate, don't you think, with some Greek-Jewish music. Let's listen.
σε συναντήσω Με βαθές πατλίωτ καροβελάει Δελειρώ έτα ορσεβένα And that was some Israeli Greek music, um, instrumental and vocals by Esteban Erickson. Right here on the Radio Rabbi program. I hope you enjoyed that. You know, or like to say, did they get your hands clapping and your feet tapping? I hope so. I certainly hope so. Israeli Greek music. Yes, a lot of uh, Jewish tradition here on the island of Greece. Uh, many, many uh, Jew, uh, Greek Jews were uh, active in synagogues all over the many islands prior to their deportation and eventual murder during World War II. Well, we have a yard site that we want to talk about today. Yard site, that is a Yiddish word. Yar meaning yard site meeting time, years of time. And uh, that we mark the yard sites of our, uh, of our loved ones, those who have passed on by lighting a 24-hour candle and remembering them and all the good things that they did. Well, the yard site that we observe today is someone who passed away 41 years ago this past Friday on August 16, 1977. On the Hebrew calendar, the date was the second day in the Hebrew month of Elul in the Hebrew year 5,737. And who was the short site for? Elvis Presley. Why a yard site for Elvis? Well, as unusual as it may seem, a little-known fact about Elvis Presley is that by Jewish law, traditional Jewish law of matrilineal descent, Elvis Presley was halakhically, legally Jewish. Now, in her book, Elvis and Gladys, historian and biographer Elaine Dundee writes about Elvis Aaron Presley's Jewish heritage. Elvis's great-great maternal grandmother, Nancy Burdine, was married to a man by the name of Abner Tackett. Nancy was of particular interest to Gladys, and Gladys, who was Elvis's mother, mainly because her Jew- Jewish heritage fascinated Gladys, and Gladys often recounted that Nancy had given her son Sidney and Jerome, Jewish names. Nancy and Abner, who some say was half Jewish himself, had a daughter called Martha who married White Manzel. Their daughter, nicknamed Doll, was Elvis's maternal grandmother. Well, Elvis's grandparents had nine children, among them a daughter, Gladys Love, who became the mother of Elvis Presley. After his mother died, Elvis personally sought to design his beloved mother's gravesite, which included a starved David on her tombstone. It was Elvis's decision to honor his Jewish heritage, something his mother was proud of and revealed to Elvis at a very early age. Elvis was born and grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi, in a poor area called the Pinch. The Pinch was home to what locals called the rag trade, the industry born of immigrants, mostly Jewish, who repaired and resold secondhand clothing. Presley's roots go back to the time when Jewish immigrants came to America and established the rag trade there. In fact, Elvis's great-great-grandmother, Nancy Burdine, descended from a family that immigrated from Lithuania, probably around the time of the American Revolution. So yes, indeed, that's right. Elvis was a Litvak. Elvis Aaron was born a twin whose brother, Jesse Garon, passed away in infancy. A young cousin recalls a visit she made to the Presley home where mourners sat on low chairs, where mirrors and pictures were covered in white. It was years later, says this cousin, that I realized that these were Jewish traditions. 
Always aware of his Jewish heritage, Elvis Presley put his pride into action through numerous donations to the Memphis Jewish community. Each year, for many years, Elvis gave $1,000 or more to each of 50 Memphis area charities. Presley's largest contributions were to the Memphis synagogues, the Jewish Federation, and the Memphis Jewish Community Center. Presley even funded several Jewish education programs as well, philanthropic endeavors that received little or no publicity and continue to this day. Throughout his adult life, Presley reached out to those in need, often paying hospital bills for family members, friends, and many times for total strangers. His generosity even reached the pinch where he renovated the area where he grew up. Close friends report that Presley was adamant that his gifts remain anonymous, and when he was asked why, he was heard to say, that's the Jewish way. The art side of Elvis Presley, may his memory be forever for a blessing, and may he rest in peace in God's loving arms. And in honor of Elvis's art site, let's listen to a little Elvis today. A really beautiful piece of music. Uh, music critics say this is probably the most beautiful rendition of this very popular song, You'll Never Walk Alone. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high, and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end. Of a stone is a golden sky, and the sweet silver song of a That 
was the magnificent voice of the late, great Elvis Presley, halakhically Jewish, as we observe his yard site today on the Radio Rabbi program. We'll be right back. For over 25 years, Sarasota Watch Company has provided discerning customers the expertise and professionalism they expect when it comes to luxury timepieces and fine jewelry. Sarasota Watch Company carries only the best, including Rolex, Patek Philippe, Cartier, and Tag Heuer. An expert certified watchmaker is on hand to complete all repairs and maintenance, everything from band adjustments and battery replacement to repair and pressurization of dive watches on site. Sarasota Watch Company offers Rolex service in-house for only $350. Only $350 and no sending your Rolex to some factory across the country. In addition, clients are always pleased with Sarasota Watch Company's exclusive selection of the finest rare diamond jewelry. Sarasota Watch Company pays top dollar for luxury watches and jewelry, affording you unparalleled opportunities to find rare, one-of-a-kind pieces on display. Call Sarasota Watch Company today, 953-1315, 953-1315. Sarasota Watch Company, across from Trader Joe's in Sarasota. And thanks for staying with us. We're right back here on AM 930 The Answer, the Radio Rabbi program. I am your Radio Rabbi. We have a little Torah talk for you today with Parsha. Coming up, it's Konkitetse, and it's from Deuteronomy, 21st chapter, verses 10 through chapter 25, verses 19. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on, because in this week's Parsha, we find more of the mitzvot, actually 72 of them, the commandments, than in any other portion of the entire Torah. Now there are, to remind us, all 613 mitzvot or commandments found in our Torah, and they fall into one of two categories. Ben Adam Lach Avero, which means the these mitzvot tell us how to relate to other people and bein adam la'amakom the mitzvot that tell us how to relate to god most of the mitzvot in this parsha concern behavior between people we learn about how we should behave with regard to divorce the treatment of captives lost animals birds nests loans vows charity for the poor inheritance fair weights and measures roof railings that doesn't have a great deal of relevance for me, but uh, this one does, Defiant Children, and the issue that created new material for dozens of Jewish comedians, parental guilt. What does all of this mean? Well, we are nearing the end of the year, as we said, and we're preparing for the new one. This Torah portion asks us to be very careful in our behavior toward one another. One thing to keep in mind as we go through our days is the mitzvah of Hashavat Aveda. Hash Avat Aveda, the mitzvah of returning a lost object to its rightful owner. The Torah is very specific when we read, You shall not see your brother's ox or sheep go astray and conceal yourselves from them. In other words, pretend you didn't notice. You shall bring them back to your brother. Well, What if your brother or your sister or your friend or neighbor, for that matter, isn't around? The Torah covers that eventuality as well. If your brother is not close to you or you do not know him, then you shall bring it into your own house, and it shall be with you until your brother seeks it, and you shall give it back to him. Well, just what does this mean in practical terms? There was a Talmudic sage by the name of Rabbi Hanina Bendosa who made sense of it for us. Once a traveler stopped to visit a friend and left the chickens that he had just purchased in a field right next to Rabbi Hanina's home. When the rabbi realized that the man had left the chickens behind, he and his wife housed and fed them. He would not let his household eat the eggs that the chickens laid. He was saving the chickens and the eggs for the man's return. But days turned into weeks and weeks into months, and the man did not come back. The chickens multiplied, and soon there were chickens and eggs everywhere. It was impossible for Rabbi Hanina to keep up with it all, so he sold the chickens and bought goats instead. One afternoon, a man stopped by to visit the rabbi. They studied and schmoozed a bit, but before he left, he hung his head, and he whispered to the rabbi in great embarrassment, You know, I must tell you, several years ago, 
years. I left some chickens in your yard. I was in a hurry to get home and I forgot all about them. I apologized for any trouble I caused. The rabbi listened to the man's account and then he took him out back. He put his arm around his new friend and he said, see these goats? They belong to you. They came from your chickens. Hashavat Aveda, returning a lost object in its spiritual form. Clearly, the actual chickens could not be returned, but the goats, the profit from the chickens, could. This is another example of Teshuvah, which is the theme of our month of Elul. It is during Elul, the last month of the year, that we return and restore our soul to its original form, the way we were born in holiness and purity. Teshuvah. One of the sages remarked that the mitzvah of Ahavat Yisrael applies to ourselves, to the individual person that you are, that I am. The sage says that we must love and consider the spiritual needs of our own souls, our own nishama, and make our own soul happy. The same thing applies when we see another Jew who is spiritually lost. We must surely help our friend in the spirit of Havat Aveda to return to a spiritual path. Well, the rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov explained this when he told this story on himself. The Baal Shem Tov said, I was walking along one day and a Polish peasant stopped me. He wanted my help to lift a heavy load up into his wagon. Well, the rabbi said, I took one look at that load, and I realized that it was much too heavy for me to lift. So I told the man, I am sorry, but I cannot help you. And the peasant replied, no disrespect, rabbi, but you are not saying the truth. You you could help me. I mean, we could try together. You just don't want to. Rabbi Baal Shem Tov explained that this taught him a great lesson in the service to God. At times when we think we can't possibly accomplish something, perhaps it is not that we can't, but rather that we don't want to. That's what may be preventing us. So today we ask ourselves, what is my flock of chicken? What is my friend's heavy load? Is there a tool we bothered that st- borrowed that's still sitting in the garage? Is there a pan or a dish we just had to have immediately, but it's taken us weeks to return? Or is it the telephone message we left unanswered, the card we never sent, the email we never responded to? Are there things in our homes which require teshuvah? Are there things in our hearts that await teshuvah? Is there a kind word waiting to be said, a word of encouragement to be given? Was I short-tempered, cranky, or mean-spirited, and now I need to make it right? Shabbat, the most important of all the Jewish holidays that comes every week of the year, Shabbat offers us the opportunity to think about those things, but it is the month of Elul that gives us the chance to take an action. Hashavat Aveda, we can return a lost or forgotten object, we can return the kind word or the good deed, the gimlut hasadim that we lost or forgot to say for a while. We are lucky because Muzzle is with us, it's Elul and the new year is coming. We have another chance to do the right thing and that gives us hope. So let us move forward at hope and joy and teshuvah and let us say today, Amen. How good and how pleasant it is when we sit together, when we dwell together as brothers and sisters. And I am especially happy when I have a chance to do that, especially for the interfaith families who come to Italy or this the, these weeks to Greece and uh, for the bar or bat mitzvah of their children. Many times a mom or a dad is not Jewish. Sometimes they're a little bit reticent. Am I going to be able to participate? And absolutely, of course. Our non-Jewish interfaith family members are welcome on the Bema and welcome to share in the joy. It all comes from Psalm 133. How good and how pleasant it is when we dwell together as brothers and sisters. 
Beth Schaefer sings Hine Matov. Hine Matov umanayim, shevet achim gam yachad. Hine Matov umanayim, shevet achim gam yachad. Hine Matov umanayim, shevet achim gam yachad. Hine Matov umanayim, how good it is, how sweet it is, my sisters and my brothers, if we could share this moment in the lives of one another, and our voices rise to was Beth Schaefer, the CD Lev Belev, and a wonderful song, um, the, of course, part of Psalm 133, right here on the Radio Rabbi program. I am your Radio Rabbi. I'm Rabbi Barbara Aiello. I'm so glad that you're back, back with us. I'm so glad that I'm back with you. Thanks to all of our GoFundMe folks who were uh, worked so hard to uh, to fund our push to get back on the air, and we thank you all so very, very much. Much, much appreciated. A regular feature here on the Radio Rabbi program is the Misha Barak, as we pray for those who are ill, for those who are in need of refuah shlima, the Hebrew phrase that means 
uh, complete healing. And I ask you to send me the names of your friends and family members who are ill so that we can expand that spiritual energy and that healing energy by saying their names aloud as the Kabbalists, the Jewish mystics, taught us to do. And I've been asked to remember for Misha Barrett today, Rosa Moreno, Nina, Denstra, Dennis, Gary, Barbara, Sandro, Victoria, Marissa, Jeremiah, and Michael. And now please say aloud the names of your friends and family, family members who are ill. Do it right now. That's right. Let's enlarge that spiritual energy as we listen to Debbie Friedman of Blessed Memory and the Misha Barak. Find the courage to make. 
that was the Misha Barak Prayer for Healing, a regular feature here on the Radio Rabbi program, AM 930, The Answer. So good to have all of you with us today, and I am Rabbi Barbara Aiello, your Radio Rabbi. And of course, I like to talk about our brand new sponsor, and I hope that if you are in the Sarasota or the Tampa Bay area, that you will stop by the Sarasota Watch Company. We're delighted to welcome Steve and the entire staff as our new sponsor of the Radio Rabbi program. I had the pleasure of speaking with owner Steve Shimanoff, who opened the world of the Sarasota Watch Company to me, and I learned a number of remarkable things. First of all, there is nothing like skill, dedication, discipline, and hard work to make a small business grow, and that's just what Steve and his staff have done. They are tapping into three generations of excellence. Steve's family tradition of watchmaking and repair goes back three generations, and all of that knowledge really serves his customers so well. Now, what will you see at Sarasota Watch Company? An impressive array of vintage washes, some brand new ones from the Cartier line to the state-of-the-art Rolex timepieces as well. Sarasota Watch Company has what you've been looking for when it comes to beauty and craftsmanship and, of course, style. So do stop by the Sarasota Watch Company and see for yourself. There are gorgeous Rolexes, new and pre-owned, along with classic jewelry, from diamonds to one-of-a-kind estate pieces, and they are all reasonably priced. Steve told me that we pay top dollar for jewelry and watches, and our customers tell us that working with us is hassle-free. That's important, isn't it? That's the Sarasota Watch Company, located where? In Sarasota at 4180 Tamiami Trail. Stop by or call Steve directly at 941-953-1315. 941-953-1315. So the time is right pun intended, for a pre-owned or brand new watch or an expert watch repair. Stop by the Sarasota Watch Company, a wonderful family enterprise and sponsor of the Radio Rabbi Program. Thank you so much, Steve, for all that you do for us and for the community. Well, we talked a little bit about the mitzvot that we find in the in the tour portion for this week, and uh, I found uh, something that I'd like to share with you, a summary of the important commandments in the sedra, which is another word for parsha, or se- and coming from the word section of the Torah. We already mentioned that there are 74 commandments or mitzvot, and these are all explained in detail, but I'm going to give you a summary of some of the more important ones, and the first one is returning lost objects. We talked about that. When we find something that somebody has lost. If there's any way we can figure out who it belonged to, we must do everything we can to return it to the owner. This is considered to be a very important mitzvah and of course if we find a cat or a dog that seems to be abandoned and we put up all those posters around and make every effort to find the owner, that is observing an important mitzvah. Burying the dead. It is very important to respect the body of someone who has died. After the mourners, the friends family and the loved ones have arrived, we bury the body as soon as possible. Or in the case of modern Jewish practice, we bury the cremains or the ashes. We protect the mom. Before we take eggs or or baby birds from a nest, we must send away the mother bird so she shouldn't see and be sad. We learn from this to be compassionate to all animals, to all of God's creatures. Good fences make good neighbors. Back in ancient times, houses were built with flat roofs, so anyone who built a new house had to make a fence for the roof so nobody should fall or get hurt. This teaches us that we have to always take precautions to make sure there are no dangers that might trip up others. Um, No mixing. We must be careful not to create 
Kilim, which is a mixture of two different things. For example, we can't plant two types of plants too close to each other where they might cross-pollinate. Same with animals. We can't yoke together two different animals, for example, an ox and a donkey. Similar to this is the idea of shatnez. We may not wear wool and linen mixed together, and that's why our prayer shawls or our tallit uh, are, are made of, of fibers that are separate and not mixed. See? Seed is the Hebrew word for fringes. Anytime we wear something that has four corners, we have to attach strings called tzitzit at the corners. The tallit or the prayer shawl that Jewish men and women wear in the synagogue has four corners with the strings attached. For this reason, sometimes a tallit is also called a tzitzit. Eating on the job. When you have someone working for you in the field, picking fruit or vegetables, you must let him eat whenever he wants. He can't just take whatever he wants home with him, but eating on the job is his right. This mitzvah reminds us to treat anyone who works for us with the respect he or she deserves. And along those lines, we are told that we are to pay those who work for us at a reasonable time on the same day if possible. So those are some of the the mitzvot in the Torah from this week's Torah portion and a few of those with applications to modern life as well. Well, as we move along on our program today, we didn't get to David and Gila's band last week, and uh, Oh Say Shalom is such a popular piece of music. I know you like to sing along with our songs here on the Radio Rabbi program. Let's sing along with Oh Say Shalom. David and Gila's band singing the ever-popular Oh Say Shalom. That's one of my favorite songs. We sing it in our service every Friday night and every Saturday morning. I hope you have a chance to hear Oh Say Shalom sung by a group of people, sung by a friend, sung by yourself even. It's a wonderful piece of music as we ask God for peace. Well, we know Michael Ordman is a good friend of our programs, Radio Rabbi program, and his newsletter is called Good News Israel newsletter. So I'm going to say that again, because if you'd like more in-depth information about what's going on in Israel from the good news point of view, check out Michael Ordman's Good News Israel newsletter. I picked some things to share with you, as I like to do from time to time here on the program, mainly because Israel gets such bad press so often. Many of the positive things that are happening in Eretz Israel and our Jewish homeland are often ignored and neglected, sometimes even distorted. So Michael has been working hard to, hard to change all that. And this week he tells us that Israel gets an A. That's right. You get They get the ratings agency Standard & Poor, S&P, raised its rating for Israel from A plus to double A. Standard & Poor cited Israel's steady economic growth and improved debt outlook. Double A is Israel's highest ever rating 
from any international rating agency and will save billions in interest payments. United Airlines has an announcement dealing with Israel. It starts a Tel Aviv to Washington route. United Airlines is marking its 20th year of service to Israel with the first ever nonstop flight between Washington Dallas International Airport and Tel Aviv's Ben Gurion Airport. The three times a week service commenced on the 22nd, uh, will commence, I should say, on the 22nd of May 2019. In Tel Aviv, there is a massive Lego sculpture. An exhibit at Tel Aviv's port features 25 works by the award-winning Lego artist Sean Kenny of New York, who uses Lego bricks, actually he uses thousands of them, to construct sculptures featuring famous sites, portraits, animals and objects from everyday life and that's that sculpt that uh, uh, all of those sculptures are available for you to see up through the 31st of August Alanis Morissette she wowed audiences in Tel Aviv she's Canadian rocker I'm sure you've heard of her she marked her third performance in Israel in front of a sold-out crowd of 15,000 at Rishon Letzion's live park she performed her best hits including all I really want hand in my pocket and you learn as well as head over feet and ironic Alanis Morissette making her third appearance in Israel this one is really fascinating to me putting life into old clothes and that is it is not have it doesn't have anything to do with a new washing detergent no no Jerusalem's Israel Museum is using Israeli online shopping they're using an app called Zekit Z-E-E-K-I-T to generate a virtual reality personal fashion show featuring pre and post estate clothes museum visitors take a selfie and in five minutes they can see themselves wearing the exhibits exhibits from kibbutz fashion all the way up through some modern fashions that are very big in israel as well as some historical dress as well italian jewish history is being preserved in jerusalem the art of the jews of italy has been preserved in the umberto nachon museum of italian jewish art in jerusalem and one of the most beautiful buildings in all of the holy city is this gorgeous museum it features the Conigliano Synagogue from Veneto, and that's up near Venice, and it had been dismantled in the 1950s, shipped to Jerusalem, and piece by piece it was put back together by the museum's namesake, Umberto Nahan. And uh, the interesting thing about the synagogue in the museum is that on Friday nights and Saturday morning, the museum is no longer a museum, but it is a synagogue, as the synagogue is active to the Italian Jewish community, as well as to all of um, all of the visitors who come by. So I know a lot of Italian Americans and Italian Canadians listen to our show. If you're he- headed to Israel, be sure to stop by in Jerusalem to see the Italian museum there. Well, I told you I would sound the shofar, and why am I doing that? Well, because it is the month of Elul. The shofar is sounded every day, and I'm holding in my hand a shofar from the Mediterranean or the Sephardic cultural group of which I am a part and it is a, uh, a it is from the animal called the Stembeko it is not manufactured as as no shofarot are and uh, it is the oldest wind instrument in continuous use in the world so we said the blessing Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Olam Asher Kitshanu B'mitzvotah B'tzivanu we thank you, God, for the opportunity to sound the shofar and the mitzvah also for being able to hear the shofar. Look back on your ear, look back on your ear, to, on your ear, to kia, attention. Shavarim, the sighing sound, the sighing sound. Yes, indeed. Looking back, what have I done that I'm not so proud of? The sobbing sound. Teruah. 
<laughs> what have I done that I've really, someone I've really hurt, something I really neglected comes to mind. It brings on the tears. And finally, the sound that inaugurates the brand new year, fresh and green and pure for all of us who have made our amends, asked for forgiveness, given forgiveness to someone who's asked. We span before the open arc knowing that God has forgiven us as well. And the new year, 5,779, has begun. Takia Gadola! Nice long blast for Shana Tova. Can you say that with me? For Happy New Year, it's time to practice Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Are you looking for a synagogue? You haven't been for a while and you would like very much to be a part of a Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur service? Send me an email. Tell me where you are and uh, we'll see what we can do to fix you up, hook you up with an open and welcoming synagogue. Well, we are about to say goodbye today on the Radio Rabbi program. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so pleased that you could. We want you to remember that we're pluralistic in nature. And what do we mean by that? Whether you are reform or progressive, orthodox or reconstructionist, conservative or renewal, humanistic, part of a cultural group, Ashkenazi or Sephardic like me, were your, were your, were your ancestors Benayanusim, Conversos, Moranos or Crypto-Jews? Are you a cultural, a secular or even a... Mm-hmm. gastronomical Jew, we are all part of the mishpucha. That means we're part of a worldwide, wonderful Jewish family, as we say to you, welcome home. This is Rabbi Barbara Aiello, your radio rabbi, and we will see you next week on AM 930, The Answer, FM 103.1 and 93.7. Shalom, everyone. Bye now. Shalom, Kaverim. Shalom, Kaverim. Shalom Khaverim Shalom Khaverim Goodbye my friend